Welcome to the Infamous Hour Live. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadea. Shout out to our loyal fan base. It's happening right now. Facebook.com slash Nation. If you're watching on my IG as well, at the Infamous Amadeus, you are not confused. This is a live production. It's going down. We're in the future. And of course, the Infamous Hour is officially sponsored by 97 Piff, the first ever fully organic can of butter infused with haze and hydro. We don't really like the za over here. We're from the Bronx. We like the old school Chronic, okay? And of course, I have my uh, co-host with the most who has the dope SiriusXM, the new SiriusXM logo with the Pandora. We're going to talk about that. Rock the Bell's own Grandmaster Cast every single day outside. Shade 45 as well. Tone Vieira, what's up? Hey, man. Listen, I'm just glad to be here. I feel like today we are going to make history with this guest. And shout out to you, bro. I love that you bring this all together. And you know, shout out to everybody who's tuned into the infamous hour right now definitely uh when we started this journey tone we 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 wanted to create the total picture historically of what hip-hop is right because we we only get bits and pieces obviously we grew up in the 90s you know tone you was kind of outside in the 2000s but there was a hip-hop culture previous to this 80s 70s and the guy in front of me the father mc himself with the fire background, the Colorado Rockies hat, which is one of my favorite hats of all time, by the way, with the purple, matches the phone pods that I have. But he is here. He's acting cool over there. Coke Rock, welcome to the Infamous Hour. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure when people acknowledge me on the level of who I am and where I've been and how I travel. But once again, they try to erase Coke Rock. Mm. You know, hip-hop's a funny game, just like, I guess, with the industry in certain levels of however it is. Yeah. But I'm Bronx-born. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to hurt coming from Jamaica or whatever, but it show you different cultures that mix together. And, and going to high school, just that we just speaking on culture. I had a Jamaican friend. I had a Chinese friend. He was really Korean. Wong Lu taught me how to play ping pong. So I, I mixed with people because athletically I was physically fit. Mm-hmm. You know, 5'11", play basketball good, fight good, mm-hmm. you know, and do what I do. But mm-hmm. the 70s was a different monster, you know. It, it seems like it's getting there again with the violence and trains and all that, but yeah. just survival. I'll be 67 this year, April 24th. That's why I'm having a birthday party April 23rd. But mm-hmm. regardless of that, you know, it, it's a pleasure for young gentlemen as yourselves, man. And I'm a heart seeker, man, so... Like I said, when you acknowledge me, I acknowledge back, and you get the best out of me, man. Yeah. Salute. Thank you. So, salute Thank to you. Y'all. Now, 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 Mr. LaRock, I, I want to apologize to you um, because I went to live at LaRock. Shout the last was the top dawn. So, you know, my, my friend, he's like, listen, I got to get you in the same room with Coke LaRock. We need to get him on the infamous hour. I need you to come to this event, right? So I, I go to Harlem. I come to this live at LaRock's, and I, I didn't really realize what room I was in, right? Because after speaking to a Jack after this and learning that this is like the first generation of hip hop, that was super inspirational. And I wish I would have known that coming into it because I would have appreciated the aesthetic 
a lot more. Like the vibe was great, but knowing that on top of that was, was super. And I'm I'm looking forward to coming back. I think it's March 24th. We'll be back in there. Yes, we're, we're course, dope course, vibe. March 24th. But yes. but but talk about talk about the actual first generation of hip hop and and how have you been able to sustain this party for so long? Right, keeping these guys together and still keeping them active because obviously you guys are in your 50s, 60s. Life changes, things change, COVID happens. But how do you still get this group of guys together to to convene in this one place? I mean, it really, this is where Jack plays the biggest role, Jack the Pumpkin Man, as I call him, as far as that's his name. But Jack is the one that held me together. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like I said, I met him. He lived in my neighborhood. I was passing by and he ran out of a store and he was like, excuse me, sir. He said, I know my history with hip hop. You coke the rock. And I was like, yeah, that's me. So we talked a little bit. And he was like, can I get your number? Can I do this? And I was like, well, if you live around here, you're going to see me a couple of more times. I'm just not opening up. Then I seen him again. So we got a little tight. He was doing the West End lounge then. And he was like, Coke, come to my show. And I went to one show. And he had so many brothers there and everybody, how he do. And... That particular night, DJ Hollywood was having a party at the dugout. So I got ready to leave the West End early. And a young lady, she real, came to me and said, Coke LaRock, you didn't hear me sing or do nothing. Can you please stay? And it caught me like a young person that I know I got grandkids younger than her wanted me to stay. And I stood. And after that, I have never left Jack's events until it was over. Mm. So Jack is the one that said, Coke, I want to mix the young with the old. And I stayed with him. And then when he turned his side of the West End and he said, Coke, I'm going to name it Low Rocks. So we started from there. And then, like I said, I've been living through him because truthfully, it, it give or take what it is. You know, I did it with Cool Herc, whatever. People try to not acknowledge me, but if it wasn't for Scott LaRock, they wouldn't never might have not noticed me. Mm. I hate to say when a guy passed, just like Doc LaRock, mm. T LaRock, K LaRock, where these LaRocks come from? Yeah, you, you, if I wasn't that cat, you mean Jack you in the name? You mean Jack in the name, right? Jack in yeah. the LaRock name. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So once again, like I stopped before it became hip hop. I stopped before. Any of these hip-hop guys became who they was. Perkins had a good five-year run before guys could even walk the walk we're walking. That's why I say no disrespect to the people. This is why that other side of hip-hop, like it's street and it's, it's hip-hop. I would consider myself street, but I'm not a street cat where I lived in the street. Yeah. I was taught the street. You know, so that came together the same way with my name, Coke La Rock. That came from a cannabis dream going to Mexico. So once again, you know, the level of playing and talking and doing, I just hyped my crew up. You know, that's how hip hop really started. I was in a room. Nobody knew I was in a room. I'm uh, Again, I'm selling nickel bags. Not that, that I was uh, trying to be a drug dealer, but I'm just saying in general, you know, I'm selling nickel bags. I'm in there. So I'm giving my crew cars and money and none of us got none of that. We too young to have any of that. I used to tell guys, yo, you double park my car. You know, you double park my Lincoln. Go move your car. And the ladies be like, ooh, they got cars. We're like 16, 15. Who 
that a car and money. You know, but then as the parties grew, the title grew and the names grew. And then it started coming together. Never, never. I never had the mentality of a MC or DJ. Because growing up in the 70s, man, it was about, you know, Nicky Barnes and them. It was yeah. about dressing. Like I said, I was I was a G-Money man, like yeah. I said again. I'm the first G-Money man in this hip-hop game, if you really want to talk. talk. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Talk your shit, Coco Rock. Now, Coco, I remember starting with you, man. I was I was there at those uh, first live at the West End events. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, yes so I had the man. pleasure to to shake your hand, and I, yes. I and I'm uh, I go back with Jack Skelly. He's um he's the person yes. that would that introduced the whole world to like your your campaign to he let did. people he know that you were the first MC. Yes. So yes. I got put on to you by him. So I appreciate him for that. Now, um, I saw recently there was a Rock the Bells event at 1520 Cedric, and you were there. Yeah. Cool Herc was there. You guys are on good terms now, aren't you? And we, we never really was on bad terms. I'm, I'm just saying, like I'm saying, I, I don't like the, in a sense, like I said, we, we came through the, the, the phase of hip-hop. But like I just said again, I have always been in the Bronx. I've always bounced born. You know, it's just that He's my, listen, we were so-called partners, whatever, but like coming into the fame of them acknowledging him, I didn't see Coca Rock there, bro. And that's the only other part I have a, I don't have a problem with it, you know, because I see now in life God took me and held me back from being there right with him. But once again, man, if Hurt came out of 1520, man, and I was in that same room, and he's considered the father of hip-hop, then how guys didn't acknowledge me. But I see that jealous and envy with a lot of cats, which meant nothing to me, man, because I'm saying maybe in the hip-hop at the beginning, before it was what it was, I was who I was street-wise. You understand? So I knew the guys getting money in the street. I knew the Nicky Bars. I knew the guy Fishers. I knew the... The, the, the cats getting on the block, as we say. So, but once again, I hold nothing against Herc himself or anybody. But if you ever went to a Cool Herc party at the beginning of the first three years of Cool Herc and you didn't catch Coke LaRock or you didn't know me, you wasn't there. Because people don't realize when Herc had his, his first couple of parties, I mean, we started at the Twilight Zone. That's beside the block party. Herc had to be at the door collecting money. They don't realize who was playing for two, three, four, five hours. Hmm. You, when you came to a bunch of them first parties, you heard Coke LaRock, but I wasn't. I didn't even have a name then. I had a name, but I was going under my name, Coco, but that wasn't on no paper because I'm starting to become a hustler. So I didn't want my name out there. I didn't need a name because hip-hop wasn't nothing. It was 50 Cent. Mm. So it wasn't nothing to say like, yo, I'm playing music. Mm. If you thought a cat was playing music, he had to be a chump or something, man. He making 50 Cent. Guys on the block. That's when no call heroin was 2 and $3. That's how I learned the game. Deuces and trades. You know, as far as street-wise. So being a hip-hop guy, they spit on you, man. Most guys, I'm saying, when you had a party back then, 
to a degree you can give the party and two hours before the party is over, one of the cats on heroin will rob your party. You know, <laughs> they rob your party. <laughs> that, that's what that went. They, they ain't telling the real story. They robbed your party. Yeah. The older guys took your little party money. Yeah. And, and that's how it went. Yeah. Herc and us, like I said, we are the patent, which I really understand now. And everybody else is the product. Yeah. And we all played a role in hip hop. But the beginning of hip hop, I remember cats used to tell me, shut the fuck up when I kept talking on the mic. Because they didn't understand what was happening. There you go. They, they didn't understand, understand but, but they hired us. Everybody was mobile DJs then. So if they hired you, they talked to you different. Uh-huh. And I remember I said, we played at 170 City Mission. And I was really down with Herc now. Now we took a bar and we partners. I'm doing what I do with him. And I never forget, it. I'm playing. And a guy came up there and said, who are you? I didn't have a name. I said, I'm Herc Partner. He said, stop all that talking. I said, what? He said, we paid for Cool Hurt to play. I said, okay. I went to Hurt. Yo, you got to play. You know, they they said they don't want me to talk or play. Now, people are coming there, and they was like, Coke, you ain't playing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah. They told me not to. So now, they they getting mad. They like, yo, Coke ain't playing? They ready to turn the spot out now. They ready to shut it down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, leave it talk alone. Talk about it. So then I said to her, how much it cost to rent this place? Now? And at that time, it was $700. i am making $1,700 a day. Mm. Ooh, I said, yo, let's rent this in two weeks. Talk about I gave it. her $700 to pay the money. Now, we made, say, $2,000 for them. Say we had two, 300 people. The day we did it, we made like $10,000. Mm. And this is $10,000 in the 10, 70s, by the way. Yes, in the 70s, 73 then after that, now they said, oh, man, they seen what happened with the crowd, how everybody was moving. Now they want to do something. And I'd be like, nah, you're already shitting on me. You told me shut the fuck up. And I'm a man of my own and I'm not a stepping stone. That's why I said the lyrics and stuff I talked about, I was just telling you who I was. Mm. And that's who I was. man. And I thank you all again, man. That's why I said when I can talk the talk, because that's all I can do. But God saved me now to talk. Because like I'm saying, I was way ahead of cats. And I always said it. I had cats in dog years, man. Yeah, you know, at 17, love, yeah. I'm acting like I'm 25. Yeah. I'm 30. I'm I'm running around with $100,000 cats, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're talking about. We love that you're telling your story, man. And this is definitely the platform for it, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, uh, Coke Rock, would it be a fair or unfair assessment for the street guys that's watching us right now okay. to say that maybe your role in the streets may have played a, a role in you not being included when hip-hop went corporate, right? Because at the end of the day, it did go corporate at some point, right? So it went from the house party, yeah. Bombada yeah. took it, it went corporate. So do you think your relationship with the streets maybe played a part in that? And this is important because I think a lot of guys struggle with this, right? Not being able to separate Hip hop, street culture, corporate, like that type of thing. So, would that right. be a fair yeah, assessment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can say that, but mm-hmm. but like I said it again, once I stopped before cats became who they was, I went back in the the street and always working. And like I said, it wasn't in me to be an MC or DJ. I couldn't see that side of it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see before Sugar Hill. I went to school with Big Hank. Hank had nothing to do with. It. 
hip hop and music. Now, now, how many how many years before, like like create the timeline for the for the people that's watching right now. So, how many years previous are these parties where you and Herc happening before Sugar Hill drops? I say like seventy two on up before they even drop. Wow, so this, and, and, this is a long and, time. Yes, that, like I said, we just lost my condolence. We just lost the Imperial JC. Yeah. And JC was the cat that I retired on when Hurt got him. The first cat Hurt picked up was Timmy Tim. They Timmy never Tim. speak of him that mm. passed away. Then the original Clark Kent. Mm. Mm. And then it was Timmy Tim and Clark Kent. Because at the same time, the show cats, we was ahead of our game. We was playing in an after hour spot. At the same time back then from the Hevelo. The Hevelo is the club when I came Coke LaRock. That's when I took my name on and became Coke LaRock at the Hevelo. But then at the same time after the Hevelo, we leave the Hevelo 4 o'clock, 4.30, we was at a spot called the top of the lane. Not the hilltop. That's the, the bootleg after our spot. The top of the lane was where G-Money was. And you cats was coming in there with a hundred thousand. Mm. This is where I met Big Smitty, Nicky Barnes' bodyguard, mm. and that's in the American Gangster. Mm. I met him. I met him playing for him on his birthday party. Mm. And like I said, you, you mean, you mean the movie with Denzel, American Gangster? Yes, sir. Major yes, Key sir. Alert. Tone. Big Smitty mm. was the biggest cat in there. Major Key Alert. There it is. You know what I'm saying? So once again. We was I was playing an after hour spot from four thirty to three in the afternoon. Mm. So again, I mean they you had fish bowls full of full of shit. You know, you had women, that's where you come in Friday and leave out Monday morning. Let's go. And because there ain't no windows. We all know. So that. we can't go anywhere right now in two thousand and twenty two and go Friday yeah. and leave on Monday. Yeah. Here we go, sir. <laughs> Here we go. The sun hurts child. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Coke, you was recently featured on Kay Slay's song. Oh, tell, yes, man. Tell me about that whole experience. Now, Kate, I, I got to give all praise. This is why I said even when they inducted me into the Museum of Washington, D.C., Geechee Dad, Kay Slate and Geechee Dad, but Kate Slate, the love that he gave me, man, and he put me, even before the 110, he put me in one of his promos where mm. I forgot the particular... Um, thing he did where the guy came to Cedric. But anyway, K Slate is the only cat that I could say like really reached out and respected who I was because he created me. And like he said, with with the 110 and, and, and a couple of other things, like guys was trying to blackball him to touch me. He had to go through about 10, 15 people to get my number. I was never hiding. I never went to jail. I ain't had to hide. I've been in the Bronx all my life. You understand what I'm saying? But I, I'm, I'm the chosen few. But K. Slate himself, man, he wrote the lyrics for me to do that. He put everything together. And, and Castro really know, like, he showed the love with paying me. Yeah. Other cats, I, I could say it now, and I'm going to say it. Kate paid me every time he called me, he paid me. Like, I'm, like a cat's supposed to do. And other cats out here think, I'm out here with a cup in my hand, a monkey, a grinder. Yo, but forget that. But Kate been there with me. I'm on the 200. Hopefully he get well and everything's great with him. Oh, so you're on the 200 MC uh, joint. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm on the 200 with him. Hopefully 
Yeah, get everything out of come it. back together. But K. Slade is that guy. After my interview with him, when I did the interview with him, you see how he put the pieces together. He put 116th Street. He put he put um, AJ Lester's. He put how I dress. Like I said again, I was the first G Money man. That's why my my lyric is. Mm. What happened was even with talking, my brother got out of jail, and my brother said, "Cool, all them lyrics you say and stuff you talk on the mic." He said, "You telling the people who you are," mm. and I never, because I never grabbed the grip to it. Mm. You know, I really never grabbed the grip to it. I just react. I ain't never write nothing down. I don't premeditate nothing when it comes to hip hop or writing or anything. Mm. It just come off me like now. I, I'm gonna talk what I talk. That's why sometimes I can't talk. You know, that's why I have to ask, can I say this? Can I say that? But you, you can say whatever the fuck you I want here on the Infamous Hour. We talk that shit. Boom, I'm a man of my own. <laughs> like I said, it'll never leave me, man. Yeah. That's why I tell you, when I say my line, I'm the first G-Money man. I kept mm-hmm. a deal better. Any type of weather, cold or hot, rain or not. Born in an orphan, fought like a slave. Fucking and fighting is all Coke the Rock played. Because if a freak is a nigga, and that's the freak you see. I guess before she go, they be on the boat. As long as the music not stopping, the rocks are dropping, the champagne is flowing, the freaks will be going. Hotel, motel, you don't tell, we don't tell. One time. Let's I go. Am Cochlear Rock in the building. This is the infamous album. Oh, your host, the infamous Amadeus. Every that's single it. Thursday here on Boom Bap Nation, the legendary Cochlear Rock's here. Now, 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 uh, Cochlear Rock, I'm, I'm interested in, in getting your take on this. So, where does Disco King Mario fit in this Disco whole... King well, hold Mario. On, hold on, let me, let me finish. So where does Disco King Mario fit in this whole equation? Now, I mean, he died in 94, right? And obviously he was a victim of the crack uh, pandemic or whatever whatever you want to call it. Similar to COVID-19 where it was injected into the hood and it was designed to, to do population control. So, uh, you know, I was talking to Jack. He brought this to my attention and I had kind of asked a few other people. Um, so... Did Disco King Mario have any, like, pre-influence to what you and uh, Herc did? Not to what we did, because to me, it, it, Mario was, to me, Mario was before Bam Bada. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. Mario was the only cat that battled Herc on that part of town. Mm-hmm. So, you know? So, and, so and was Mario what, before Herc? Or, like, what, what would the timeline be? I, see, I can't call that. You understand what I'm saying? But they wasn't... They wasn't talking and playing the way we play music. Mm. See, this is where I'm saying again, like I said, not calling him per se, the Lion King. But a lot of cats is like glory stealers. Mm. And okay. once they start paying money for guys telling stories, mm-hmm. this is why I used to say like all this hip hop talk at the beginning is propaganda mm. when you don't mention Coke LeBron. Mm. So, so, so were people in the Bronx at this time like doing different variations or maybe like maybe like someone went to the, to your party, heard what you did. Oh, that shit is fire! Let me go back to my neighborhood. Let me go to Throg's Neck. Let me go to Kingsbridge. Let me go here. And were they doing different variations of what they heard at these uh, early parties? Similar, similar, and and that's how to me like it, it started picking up mm. because like I said, it was people out here. I mean, I went in my neighborhood in the West Bronx. I grew up on, on Featherbed Lane, one seventy six, one seventy fourth University. Mm. So in between that of growing up, this is before hip-hop. Like I said, I knew Herc before hip-hop. He started hanging with my team. And, I mean, we went to all the parties because we could dance, but you had, like, five church parties. You had, like, seven house parties, all in a 10-block radius. And guys in my neighborhood, they took it. They took 
performing and all that so personal because that's when they had talent shows. They didn't even have no type of young guys doing that. If you copy the guy's move, they ready to beat you up because you copied their move. I was like, this is crazy. That's how serious some people took it. But once again, when it come to me and Hurt, as far as establishing how we got together and he did what he did and the side of hip-hop I put into it, it just gelled. And like I said, we, to me, a cool Hurt production, once that started, you know, we, like we went to one party, we'll take 50 people out of your party and they become a Herculoid, as they call them. Mm. And I was never a Herculoid because I was Hurt's partner. Mm. I wasn't his record carrier. I wasn't his henchman. I was, I was none of that. We was people. And we grew together, but we had a bond because Bronx bond, that's what we got, man. I so, love you. I so love the, you. the Herculoids movement wasn't an actual like group. It was like kind of people that were following you into parties. Correct? No, the Herculoids came to me after the Imperial JC. Mm-hmm. Then everybody that got along with her or Hurt put in, like Pebbly Poo and different people and people that he was snatching up because I stopped. See, this is what I said. I can't talk on what I don't know after me. But they was Herculoid because, like I said, we all had names. It was Cool Herc, Coke LaRock, Timmy Tim, and Clark Kent. Mm. That was the foundation of what we was doing. The original when Imperial JC came on, then it became Herculoid, mm. you know, and from there after. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't talk on after. But, I, I like I said, I wasn't traveling hip-hop, you know, because... When scratching first came, just like the Imperial JC was the fastest little guy scratching. And me, I'm an older guy. I'm in the things where that scratching was like scratching a chalkboard. I'm like, they ain't dancing. I, I didn't understand it. Yeah. That's why I knew it was time for me to leave, man. Yeah. Because I didn't understand it, man. And then I didn't want to murder nobody trying to rob us. You know, that's why I go back in the hurt getting stabbed and all that. I'm like, it's taking it too far, man. I don't need to kill you for three dollars. Yeah. I'm getting seventeen hundred a day. Well, I need to do anything with you for for three dollars. But it's time, you know, and like I said, God held me back. I'm saying I was before my time, man. You know, and and then when I got into, you know, the, the, the side of drugs and things like that. I was way ahead of myself. So I wouldn't have been here. I'd have been the John Bellucci. I'd have been robbed, dead, or OD. One of the other, man. And I wasn't on heroin. You know? So I seen they helped me, man. I just didn't like how cast that no and lie like I was at Cool Herc's first party. Or I'm this, I'm that. Man, I fought for the right for cats to talk on that mic, man. When I said that's why when it became a Cool Hurt production, I said what I wanted to say, man. You couldn't stop me, man. And no no talking. See, I don't want to seem like a killer, a gangster, all that. When cats had zip guns with rubber bands, I had a 38, a 37, a 45, and a 12 gauge. Ain't nobody coming at me with no band-aids or no, no stick, man. You know? And then I was real. Like I said, I didn't talk a lot. I didn't brag or nothing, man. It was about getting money. At the top of my game, I was getting 30000 a week. Cats know that. They, they know they get drunk. Then I'm in Ali. Yo, what are they talking about? What are they really talking about when it comes to getting this money? It's the same game, new name, faster pay. Mm-hmm. You know, like now, you got billionaires. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Same thing. 
feel me? So for the past oh. year, uh, I've been working with Rock the Bells. And let me tell you, yes. um, talking to the OGs there, they, your name gets brought up a lot. And yes. I, I'm telling and, you. And I like, respect them, man. I, I got to get Rock the Bells. This is like with y'all, man. All, all it is is acknowledgement. You acknowledge me, I acknowledge your battle. That's a fact. I don't like that. Like, I got a cup in my hand. Like, I got a grinder. Come on, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm not into that, man. I'm not. I still work a nine to five. I'm getting ready to retire in four more months, man. Oh, hey, man, so round applause. That's why I come on to the party, man. Got to come to the birthday party. I'm coming. We're going to do what we do, man. So recently we were at a, at a, at a listening party for Conway the Machine. He's one of these artists off Griselda Records. And uh, he was telling us that this, you know, at 40 years old, he's finally releasing his first album. Uh, that inspired me, but Koga, I got to ask you, I, I know you're working with Jack Skelly. And I know he's a skilled lyricist. Is there any chance we're going to see like a, a joint project from you two guys? Yeah, we got that. Jack's been asking me to do it for a long time, but you know, I'm, I'm cannabis all the way since, since 17. So it's hard for me to hold on to a lyric or something for too long in my head, you know? So, you know, but MC Happy put me on something, but me and Jack will do something. I got to do it before I go. You know, but Jack, so I always seen it in him. I don't let young guys lead me, not that I can't be led, but the respect. And I always said to him back then, man, I see a genius in you, brother. And he got a great love, man. And I'm never going to leave Jack. And the missus, Desiree, you know, that's it, man. But, yeah, I'm going to do that with Jack. And now that you spoke, I'm going to put it together soon, right right away. Yeah. We're going to get on that we're, right we're, away. We're definitely looking forward to that. This is the Infamous Sound. I'm your host, Infamous Sound. Medeas Tolvera's here live on Boom Bap Nation. 97 Piff is here. And uh, Coke LaRock is here. Now, Coke, every single year we have these top five conversations, right? And I want to know from the father MC. And, and you've kind of established that you disconnected from hip-hop. But you only disconnect from a certain extent, right? Because this is something that you created. Yeah, of course, of course, of I, course. I, let's end the conversation right now. Who is the greatest rapper you've ever heard? What you created. Who is the greatest person to ever do this? Can we just nail this in the coffin? Let's stop the debates. Is this guy, is this guy. Who is the greatest person, period? A hard one for me, right? I mean, uh, you gotta give I, me I love what I love, but it's so hard to look over my shoulder. Right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's hard to look over my shoulder. You know, I'm so far in the front. You know, so so. Bes- and I love besi- a lot of besides cats. you, besides you, right? Besides you, like who have you heard that you felt mastered what you created the best? I mean, you you got to go with Jay. You got to go with Biggie Pop. I mean, it's so many. Wait, just Ninja like Keeler. Love- Wait, Jay, Big, Dad. Pac. Okay, Dad, you know. is there anybody else? I mean, again, I don't. I could leave out and not miss. Rock him, you know. Oh, Ra is the the righteous. I mean, when you go into the the righteousness like him mm-hmm. and, and Brand Nubium, you know, mm-hmm. it's me. If you make my freak move, <laughs> I feel it. But hip hop's the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know what I'm saying? You like you got all versions of it, man. Mm-hmm. You know I can't say nothing against no hip hop, man, because I'm the father of hip hop. You know it's in my heart. Mm-hmm. Just like every time a hip hop god passed away, like when Scott LaRock passed, I cried. Doc LaRock for because they like my children, and my mother always said, "Don't go before me," and that's a sad thing, man. You know, 
that my me being the way I am now in age, man, like mm. I'm seeing people go, man. Like mm. it's I'm not thinking of self. I want to be one-on-one and more, like mm. the original Frankie Crocker of mm. Say What You Say. Mm. You know, and life pulls that road. Mm. That's why I said again, God held me back. Because if Herc would have pulled me then when niggas was getting a hundred thousand, eighty thousand, excuse me, with however I'm, we just talking. That's okay. We talking that talks. So yeah, that would have took We're that would have took me off. That would have took me off. Like I said again. You know, you know, you know, Coco, I find it very interesting that you named Jay Big and Pac because they're all three different people who express what you created That's in different ways. Now, for me personally, if I had to pick one of the three, Pac would be the guy for me. And Pac would be the guy more based on feeling, right? Because it goes back to what you actually created, right? It's like people are in a party. It's the feeling of the whole thing. It's like whatever niggas is doing, they rocking out. Some guys would like big. Some guys would like a hole for the wittiness. But if you could choose one of the three, who would it be? I, I mean, looking at it and, and seeing how they're doing now. Like like the bigger be... culture. Just, just like what you created as far as like lyricism and like rapping on an instrumental. Forget like business. Forget just everything. Yeah, yeah, just just the, the, t- the typical like principle of what... Uh, hip hop is and what rapping is. Okay, I- I'm gonna skip it over, like you said. Gotta go to Rock Him. Ooh, Rock Him. That's it. That's it, Tom. I love Rock. Kim, Rock Him is number one forever. That's it. That's it. That's a fact. Well, man, yo, um, Coke, we got, um, yeah. we got, we got to be able to talk to you today. I know your message is gonna reach a lot of people today. We see that you got a strong team with you, and. I just feel like, you know, even though a lot of OGs know about you, like, what do you feel needs to be done so more people know about your legend, like your story? What do you feel needs to happen? Do you feel like you you need to go on a specific platform? Do you feel like the education needs to be there? Like, what what is your opinion on that? My opinion is, like, with me, due to my age, man, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm getting in where I fit in, but to a degree, if you're that guy, this is why I said what Kate Slate showed me, man. Like, if you can make it happen, you'll make it happen because this is fact. I, and then with me, fantasy. But not everybody can make it happen. I, I, I don't think they can ever make me get to a level of how these guys are getting money. But who knows? You know, who knows? And then guys, to me, that jealousy and envy been around hip-hop so long. They don't never want a cat to be who he is, man, and get there. So, again, I can't chase it. And, and in my mind, I'm not trying to chase it. You know, like with y'all even interviewing me now, we talking different and we talking real. Mm-hmm. You know, who hear it, who pick it up, and who put me where they put me. You know, but you ain't going to put me in the back because I'm not in the back. Mm. In my heart, it's I'm in the line, bottom line. So, so, uh, uh, Coke Rock. So, would you say uh, your frustration would be more with the listeners, or would your frustration be more with the people that were there that don't acknowledge? I'm gonna say truthful. Like, I don't truthfully, have, like truthfully, just truthfully, like for me to you, like you yeah, know. no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't hold that in me. I hold none of that in me mm-hmm. because as being Bronx born is being taught how you get it. If you ain't able to get it. I'm not worried about it. I was even taught back then. Uh, let me tell you a story. I sent a guy, they shooting CeeLo. We're in Woody Crest Park. 
and shooting CeeLo. Woody Crest. Classic. My man lost a hundred. He lost what? He lost a thousand dollars. So Woody Crest Park is the park off of Tremont, right? No, no. This is between Nelson and Woody Crest. Okay. 166 in between okay, there. So it's Hybrid. Down. Got it. Hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Hybrid. Yeah. So my man's gambling. I mean, I knew him, not my man. He's gambling. And he his last he lost a thousand dollars, but his last bet was for two hundred. He had a hundred and ninety-eight dollars. He was two dollars short. The cat already won a G from him. You know, because he was two dollars short, the cat pulled the gun out and shot him right in his heart. And this cat was a cat known now that he's passed away. No bad or good how life travels was the original Frank Nitty. Mm. And he was one of the biggest stick up cats that used to come to the party. But I'm just saying in life, a cat taught me, Cole, if you don't see three times more than what's on the board, why gamble? So that taught me not to gamble. I'm getting $1,700 a day. Why I need to get in a $200 game? So the principles of what you taught, just like a cat taught me, numbers don't go down. You all go get old. You know, I don't care how you flip it or do what you want. And once again, that, that saying, money talk, and, and that's it, man. So I don't hold nothing, man, because, again, man, life give it how it give it. I'm not going to hold no anger or nothing because when I got money and I stopped before they got money, so they don't know what it is to have money. That's why I say, again, they can't tell me about money. I'm wearing custom-made lizards, 375. My outfit was a G. Talk My about pants it. are like 200. Are they crazy? I'm shopping Talk at A.J. Yeah, I'm at Crawfields, Mr. Talk Tony's, it. Mr. Ori's. I'm wearing, come on, man, stop it. I'm, I'm going to dick get drawn. I'm driving around, and they riding bikes, man. Come on. <laughs> I love it, Tony. <laughs> So, Cole, so I don't hold no hate. I, that's uh, it. Man. I, I'm I'm yeah. glad to be where I'm at now, and thank y'all. This is what makes it me. No, feel thank you, great, thank man. you for for coming. This is what makes us. me feel good. I don't care about all that. <laughs> this make me feel good, man. So so we join a family. We join like a tree, right? We join like a family. Yes, sir. Tree, right? Yes, sir. It, it yes, all, sir. It all leads back to you. Yes, sir. You're the yes, beginning. Sir. Everyone yes, sprouted sir. from you. But I guess my question for you is like, like who did you look to as a reference for? for like getting inspiration for, for rhyming. Like where did Okay, you... I got, I mean, I got that from the last poets. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Really? The last poets and um, Jose Feliciano, my pretty nigga. Mm. That was my record that made me. When Cats was playing Martin Luther King over MFSP, I was playing Hevelo, my pretty nigga. Mm. That there, rapping and Cats didn't understand that then. That was the seventies. You know, and I, I used to play that. Wait, hold on. So, so I find it very interesting because he sang Feliz Navidad, which okay. is like the most famous like Christmas record besides Mariah. But was Cat. it with the Last Poets? I'm not sure, but the guy you talking about, uh, Jose Francisco, is actually the guy that sings Feliz Navidad. No, no, I'm not talking about him. I'm not talking about him. I'm right, talking so, about my man with the Last Poets. Okay, so Jose it's not. Feliciano. I, I thought that was so. It. So maybe maybe he was in that group, right? He was in the last poets. My pretty nigga, he did that. I'm gonna look it up right now. You he know? probably was. Yeah, and, and that's what that's who took me into it. You know, like like really with I felt that poem, and then from there, you know, like I said again, it 
rhyming and rapping, all that. Like I said, I wasn't following cats. I just took it freestyle. It come out. I was around good people. So I had nothing to do but have goodness coming out. And I wasn't scared to say whatever I wanted to say. I wasn't a bad guy, you know, so I wasn't doing a lot of other things. But then you had these two guys that had a record store back then called Griffin Cliff, mm. right, on University Avenue. This is what made me say I could do this. They had a Mercedes Benz. They owned a record shop. They was getting money in Harlem. And they was dressed that way, man, mink coats, all that. And I was like, wow, they looking good <laughs> playing with the record store. And they played, me and Hurt played for them at the Martin Luther King Center. Hurt only had columns then, but we was playing a different style of music. They had three floors. They had the first floor of them, the second floor of somebody else, and Hurt and us was on the third floor. But that was the floor they sent all the people to the smoke. And you know what happened? They came up two hours later. They said, ain't nobody on our floors. Because we was playing that new, that hip music, the B beats and the and talking, and it just went from there, man. Like I seen it. We did a block party in Taft Schoolyard. We packed the schoolyard. We was in Billboard magazine, and Cass ain't never speak on that. Because you had a writer from Billboard. He said, "Yo, there's two guys in the Bronx playing some different type of beats, and they got the world out." I seen when we took over the Bronx. Yeah. Hurt battled Pete DJ Jones. They keep erasing that part. That's when we knew we owned the Bronx, man. Because that's when we killed disco. So, so, so the early, so the early hip hop parties, and actually confirmed this. So the last poll is they were like a, uh, they were like a spoken word, like like a Gil Scott Haran, right? right so, right, so the, right. and actually Jose Feliciano, the guy you talk about, was actually yes, like. In this circle, he's a guy that sings for yes, the Yes, he was one of the yes, yes, one of the folks. Yes, sir. <laughs> the same person. Uh, this is crazy. That's crazy. And, and, and this is why I'm enjoying this conversation because there's so much history that, like, I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even know course, that that influence goes. But then so again, deep. I'm I'm 67. Mm, yeah. I'll be 67. My son is 40 and change. Man, my daughter's 39. So again, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not with the wheelchair. Y'all don't see me with, you know, no dribbles in That's my a mouth. You piff. Know? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. <laughs> Folk, I got, I got to hear it, man. What was the first rhyme you ever spit? That was it. I told y'all, if a freak is unique. That's what I called it. If a freak is unique. Mm. And, you know, before you go, freak be on the boat. That's why I said I am the first G-Money man. That was my first thing saying... And, you know, I had other ones, you know, there's not a man that can't be thrown, a horse that can't be rolled, a bull that can't be stopped. There's not a disco that I could rock, can't rock. You know, little, little tits and tats. But my main focus was calling guys' names out. Like, I gave cats their names, you know. A lot of cats had the names, you know. The twins, you know, El Dorado, Mike, Mike, you know. Skip from the joint, Norm Rockwell, Charlie Rock. I gave cats names. You know, and, and they held that name. And then it even got to where cats was trying to pay me to call their name. You know? <laughs> but that was under the table. You know? mm-hmm. That's why I used to say certain things. Right? <laughs> so this is super dope. So, so besides, because obviously you got honored in the High Times uh, Countercultural Hall of Fame, which that was like yes, about like. Uh, yeah, so that was like about, you know, 12 years ago. 
where would you like to see you enshrined um, beyond? Because, you know, hip hop has changed so much even to the point where it's like, you know, I have four teenagers in my house, right? So they're, you know, they're tapped into big, they're tapped into pop, but beyond that, it's like Rakim, who, KRS, who. So, so what would you like to see happen, especially with the new hip hop museum happening in the Bronx? I mean, to me, once again, I would love myself. In. Mm. You know, like I said, I don't, I don't hold nothing against what ain't given or what's what what what's being taught, right? But once again, it's it, 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 it's, it's to me, like I said, a lot of it, ah, it's propaganda. But mm. everybody's grabbing on to what they grab on. But me myself, I, I feel I'm in the front. You know, I, 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 again, if you want to put me way in the back. You put me back there, but I'm not standing in that line. You know how cats got beat up jumping the lunch line. You know, come on. Growing up, I'm BX born, man, to the folks. I've seen Ali Fort Norton in, in Yankee Stadium. But they Ooh. old enough to see that. You know, I met Walt Fraser, Earl Monroe. Come on. It, I hung out with them in the Paradise Garage, Mike Brody, Larry LeVan. Mm. Come on, man. I actually man. met Walt Fraser one back. time. That's dope. Ah. So, who who are some of the, the the OG artists that you still hang out with on a regular basis? Um, you know, I'm with, and like I said, I'm I'm, I'm running with MC Happy. You know what I'm saying? Love him, and and then I love a lot of guys, man. So, like I said, I can call it, but then I, I hate getting in the names because you, you you miss a lot of people. Yeah, of course. And yeah. this is what I said again: a lot of people take it so personal. On oh you didn't you didn't mention me or you said something bad about me the same way guys didn't care for each other mm-hmm. I don't know why that is with the BX and why that is with the very beginning of hip hop cats don't kind of gel with each other but the money changed them that's what happened mm-hmm. right that's what happened same way when guys was getting money traveling I ain't never left the Bronx and nobody come get me man. Uh, that showed me y'all was threatened. But not threatened in a bad way, but I never left. I never went to jail. So I, I was in 192nd, Jerome Avenue, St. James Park. Mm, right, right, right by the Mongo spot, the four blunt, ah, uh, the, the four yeah. blunt dimes. Ah, there we go. There we go. No, right on Creston. But anyway, what's Look, you know exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> I know the cats. I can say that name. You know, let's go. So so how was I'm interested in like how was your reception getting around other MCs? Like when you get in a room with like KRS one or you get in a room with like Big Daddy Kane, are they receptive to you as the father MC? Only the ones that really know. Damn. I, I'm gonna be truthful. Only the ones that really know. I mean, I I have stood next to a bunch of them, man. And I don't tap them and I don't wear no shirt Coke Rock on it, man. Mm-hmm. But if you know your history and you know who put you in position, not you, Paul, say to me, and you don't say nothing, I'm not going to say nothing either. Yeah. But after you don't walk by me 20 times, when you come to me then, man, keep walking. Yeah. That's that Bronx shit. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's straight up. You know, straight up. I ain't mad at you. You don't know me. I didn't know a lot of money cats till you know them, yeah. you know, and. That's how, like I said, I can't hate nothing, man. I can't go into that. Oh, it didn't happen. It wasn't meant to happen for me, man. But, but how, how, does it make, how does it make you feel just as a person, right? Where, where you basically created this thing, right? And, you know, the guys that are revered as the top guys, 
may may walk in the room and not and not acknowledge you. Like, how, how does that make you feel? It's a, it, it's a it's a little it's like eating lemons, you know, sour mouth. That's all it made. That's all it made, you know, because you're not gonna make me like everybody try to tell me. Oh well, I want to do this with you. I want to do that. I want to make you Jay Z. I want to make that ain't happening, man. I'm 67. If it didn't happen already. I'm not no fool. I'm still working. I'm getting ready to retire in four months. So it didn't happen. And I hold no grudges. But now I see I was here to tell these stories. Now. That's why I thank y'all. man. And it's no big thing to me. You hear it, you take it. And if you really understand what I'm saying, then you run with it. If not, you feel how the next guy feels. Okay, I guess, you know, but I'm a man of my own. I don't worry about that. But now you again, said man. you say you're gonna retire in four months. What are you looking most forward to? Truthfully, I'm I'm moving to Pennsylvania because my grandkids and them live close there, and that's who I'm gonna be with, man. That's the most joy in my life. I'm seeing my grandkids grow. I got five of them. I'm seeing them grow. But one of my greatest moments was four years ago. My grandson was five, six years old. He in preschool, kind of. And it was Black History Month. And he called me, man. And he said, Grandpa, he said, uh, what's your real name? I was like, what? Mm. What you mean my real name? He was like, what's your real name? Not Coupla Rock and blah, blah, blah. So I said, so I told him, he was like, how old are you? He started questioning me. So I'm like, grandson, you can ask your dad all that. I made him. He said, no, nah, I'm asking you. Mm. So I thought about it. So after he asked me a bunch of questions, we hung up. And I said, no, nah, I got to call him back. Like, Yo, why are you checking me like that? Grandpa? <laughs> you, you know, you asking me a lot of questions. So I called him back. I said, yo, why you ask grandpa all them questions? And man, he said, grandpa, you the first MC of hip hop. I'm writing about you. You're mm-hmm. my hero. And man, I had to hang up and cry, man. I don't need no acknowledgement from nobody. Wow. My grandson, six years old, man, acknowledged me and wrote a book report. And when I went to school to pick him up, the whole school was clapping. They was like, you're famous. You're famous. <laughs> that was it, man. I don't need no approval by nobody, man. Yeah. And that's how I feel with that. Mm-hmm. The best validation. Yeah, super yes, validation. Once, once again, you're watching the infamous album. Your host, the infamous album, Dan Stone Vera's here. The father MC himself, Colt LaRock is in the building telling us some amazing stories. Now, before we wrap up, a few questions. How much do you think the uh, the Cool Herc incident where he got stabbed altered your place in hip-hop in general? It altered it only due to the fact that, like I said again, now it's time, like I said, accidentally, like I said, at this particular spot. We did was did that, that push you away time. from hip-hop? Not to cut you off, but did that push you away? It, yeah, it did, because of the fact, like, I knew now, like, like I said, I stepped away. I went home and mm. came back. Normally, I'd have been there, mm. and I, I stay strapped. I would have murdered them. Key word. I'd have murdered them. So I knew that's how it went, man. So after that, I'm like, okay, now it's getting to the murder part of this here, man. Mm. And for this money that we're doing, it's good, but I didn't get into it for that. Because again, like I said, I'm in the street, I'm I'm getting money, you know, but 
it did hurt because that they almost killed my man. Mm-hmm. Come on, I seen him on the dawning, man. It was crazy. And back then again, like, come on, mm-hmm. you lose. I lost a best friend at one time, but in between that, it just made me focus a little more, you know. And it, it did change things, yeah. You know, but how, how long can you do it? Because, like I said, it wasn't popular then. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't see this going where it went. This is why I stopped. I didn't see it going. Yeah, you could, where you couldn't went. see the, the bigger picture. Yeah, at all. It wasn't even there. It wasn't even there. There was no picture. So so do you think, looking back at it, right? I mean, we're talking about 50 years of hip-hop. Do do you think not claiming it or or putting your stamp on it was a mistake? I could say that in one way, but I say again, I take nothing away from hip-hop. I wouldn't be here now, man, if I was getting it then. I'm telling y'all, I wouldn't be here. You know, on on the street part, even getting into... When I was on the level of getting buying drugs and doing what I do, I was called half a quarter kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> I started with a half a quarter of better. That's why I say any type of weather, cold or hot, rain or not, you know. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been here, man. I wouldn't have been here. Yeah. You know, I really wouldn't have. So all that time that I went back into doing and hip hop took off, it took off. I never seen myself as an entertainer. Man. As a singer, rapper, none of that. I couldn't see that. And I'm not a shy guy, but I wasn't a loud guy. Yeah. You know, I was a real quiet guy. That's why they can't tell you my story. Can't nobody. Mm. You don't hear them telling the Coca Rock story. Yeah, because because you, you didn't even know it was your story. Right there we you, go. You didn't even know there it was a story go. to tell. You, you were At doing all. you were doing something that just kind of felt so natural. Where it was That's like, what it did. It was just natural. You didn't know it was going to become what it became. Only thing showed me that it became that on who I was, like I said again, if I wasn't that guy, you wouldn't take my name. Mm-hmm. You you don't see 20 cool herps. You don't see 20 Grandmaster Flash, mm-hmm. but you see eight, nine La Rocks. There's mm-hmm. still guys taking La Rocks. And you ain't going to take Bozo if you ain't no clown. Mm-hmm. So why would you want to take La Rock? I had people ask me. The first guy that asked me, can he have my name, was a cat called Butchie LaRock. And I was like, what? What you mean you want LaRock? Go ahead. I don't care. I didn't take it personally. I named my son LaRock. His middle name is LaRock on his birth certificate. This is how up I was before it became hip-hop. You know, so the enjoyment I got out of it then was great, right? You know, I was around good people. They just happened to be getting money. That's a fact. That's a fact. Kogla Rock, last question from me. I find your life so interesting and we're enjoying hearing your stories right now. I bet there's a lot of people that you're around who probably have no idea, like this prestigious title that you have upon you. How do you feel about those people and how do, how do you feel when you're around them? Do you feel like you need to tell them or do you just feel like you're just glad to just be able to serve some kind of function in their life? Yes, that's about it. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. My daughter, she's 39. She didn't find out about Coke LaRock uh, only in these last two years. She asked her mother, you never told me about Coke LaRock because I was dad at home. I wasn't Coke LaRock at home. Coke LaRock had nothing to do with home. Mm. I'm dad. I took care of my family. I went to work like I still work. You know, as a man, 67, still working, man. You know, because that's the American way, right? You go to work, take care of your family. Man. But as far as acknowledging, knowing me, 
I'm very pleased when you do, man. But I'm not going to wave a flag around, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt that time of me really getting paper or whatever, just the acknowledgement, look how far it go. Only certain people or however it go. But I take it as it come, man. Like yourself. Thank you, man. I really thank y'all, man, for just respecting me and honoring me, man. This is what makes me feel good, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. Nothing else, brother. We appreciate it. Definitely. We appreciate it. Uh, Our final two questions. Um, What do you think was more important in your legacy? Creating being the first MC or creating the DJ MC combination? The DJ MC combination. Mm. Because you see a lot of DJs went to MCing and now guys are MCing that I never thought in life. You know, you know, Kick I, Capri, I think Capri MC. You know, at the at the Porta Beach. Before we did this interview, I was kind of thinking of that. Like, what was actually more important? Like creating, like talking over the break beats, or creating the dynamic between the DJ and the MC. And I actually agree with you. I think that was the more important part. I agree. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Because, like I said, I wasn't trying to be hurt. You know, once again, I, that's why I said in my rap, I was never a stepping stone. You know, you got me, you got me. Just like I play ball, I play like I'm 6'7", I'm 5'11". You know, I had three assault charges running in the same year. My knuckle game was crazy. So once again, just growing up, you know what I'm saying? In the BS, you had to hold. You get beat up for jumping the lunch line, you know. Let's go back to that era, you know. You get beat up for just looking at a guy over 30 seconds Man, God, you're looking at me too long, man. You know, step on my new sneakers, you know. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. So, super Bronx. And I, I guess the final yeah. question is, you know, w- w- when it's all said and done, like, what do you want the Coke Rock legacy to be? I just want it to be like, you know who I am. And once again, I, I don't think I was a bad cat. You know, I don't I don't need nothing else, man. I I, I don't need nothing else, man, to, to, to seek the glory off of that. Like I said, the title itself, I know inside myself, I am that first guy. Other than that, man, like I said again, we're not going to, this is what the problem be because everybody got something to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I always find out you can please most of the people most of the time, but you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. And once I learned that, I became happy with hip hop and all that because you try to please everybody, but you can't. And then you start getting psychological. The guy be like, Oh, I didn't like what you did yesterday. Or you fucked up or you go ahead with all that, man. I'm a self motivated person, man. Self-preservation come first. If only I can take care of me, then I can take care of you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's how I live with it. And I got to say one thing. I thank Jack. And Desiree and the whole team and my partner, Lucky Blank, and everybody else in the line of who's pushing me. But if it wasn't for the pumpkin man, Jack, I wouldn't still be in front of y'all. I wouldn't be as out there. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I just want to leave a legacy with him to carry on what he do because he got the greatest love for me. And I give it back. Mm-hmm. I don't, it ain't about money. That's, that's, done, that's done there. I'm doing it for the love now, man. And now I see this new era. I'm a number two pencil. I always think of Coke LaRock as that number two pencil. You learned how to take a test off that. Number two pencil, that's Coke LaRock, man. <laughs> they don't even know what that's about. 
That's when you young. Y'all know what a bench is about, man. That's right. Copeland Rock here in the Infamous Hour. Uh, this is the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus, every single Thursday, 9 p.m. EST, 6 p.m. on the West. Boom Bat Nation, of course, on the Facebook. Shout out to the loyal fans of Boom Bat Nation. We are scanning the chat. Uh, Copeland Rock, if they want to follow you, where can they follow you at? They can follow me, Copeland Rock, bookings, Copeland Rock, Instagram, live at LaRock's Instagram. I'm there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm putting it out there. We got shows coming up the 24th. I got the birthday party April 23rd. We're and we're there. putting shows together. And me and Jack will get on the track. We should have the track by then, man. It's a wrap. You know? We're there. Uh, Tone Vieira, they want to follow you. Where they follow you at? Yo, Tone Vieira on Instagram, man. And that's Tone Vieira all across the board, man. Hope, hope y'all follow me, man. And remember to check me out on SiriusXM as well. 12 to 4, Shade 45, 10 to 1, Rock the Bells. I'm there all day, every day. That's right. And of course, I'm the infamous Amadeus, Sirius XM, Shade 45, every single Thursday, noon for the new joints and a 3 p.m. for the throwbacks. And until next time, we don't got to stay COVID-19 free. They lifted the mask mandate in New York (laughs) and the vaccine mandate. But stay safe. Uh, Stay positive. See you next time. This is the infamous hour.